and welcome to another episode of the Sarah B Show. Sorry I left y'all hanging um, last week. You know, doubled up on the Q and A episode, but I had my reasons. Just wait, and you'll see. You know, personal life um, gets in the way sometimes. That's <laughs> that's one way of putting this. Um, so. Oh my gosh, y'all. Uh, we have a lot to co- <laughs> we have a lot to cover. I want to say I'm, you know, 35 years old and the last 3 weeks of my life have been the hardest, I think hardest 3 weeks of my life ever. Um there's a lot to get into like I said of all shapes, sorts, sizes. Oh man, no oh man, no oh man. So, um, you know, sometimes when bad things happen, you're like what could what else could go wrong and then something else bad happens and you're like oh man is this it life nope then something else happens and like you know bad things just keep happening and piling on top of each other and you're like is this my rock bottom is this my rock bottom and then you kind of start getting scared to like keep asking yourself that because you're like god what else could go wrong like (laughs) this has to be the rock bottom so I think I finally hit it and I got there um and that's been my last three weeks so um all I'm gonna say is uh buckle up your seatbelt because we have a lot of information to get into I'm gonna give you the good the bad the ugly you know I say that there's there's a little bit of good mostly bad and ugly but we will get into it and uh here we go it's been five years and Sarah B Morgan is officially single Right, you guys. So as you know, I've had John Alteco, whatever, on my show uh, many times, and everybody knows who he is, who follows me, and and knows me. Um, we've been together almost five years, uh, <laughs> and now we're not. Um, John dumped me two days before Thanksgiving, so I guess let's get into the whole story of how this all started. Uh, as you guys know, there's there's always been I've always been very open with issues that I have, and and when we fight, I'm very open, probably too open, maybe a little too open. And he has always been a completely a 180, you know, not sharing anything, a closed door with me even, <laughs> and everyone. But uh, we've always just been very opposite personalities like that, which is great. You know, I always had that feeling in the back of my head, like, is this are we too different to make things work? You know. I've never dated anybody that's just like me, but I always felt in my heart like if I ever did, I would go crazy, you know? <laughs> like, if somebody that was too much like me would be too competitive or too much in the spot. Like, I really don't know. That's kind of what I've always thought. And I always thought, you know, having somebody different than me, opposites attract, you know, it might kind of like chill me out a little and I could, you know, bring them out of their shell some. But I always had that lingering thought in the back of my head that John and I were too different just way too different. You know, he doesn't want to dance, he doesn't do the hearts and flowers or the romance or. Or any of that stuff. And I feel like that's not asking a whole lot. But he always made me feel like a piece of shit for wanting it, you know. And that sucked. So I would just do things on my own, you know. Buy myself my own flowers. Shout out Miley Cyrus. (laughs) You know, take trips on my own or have to pay for him if I wanted him to go. It just, we'll get more into that lately or later. But basically, you know, I always had that thought in the back of my head. So uh, where this all started was... Um, on Halloween, we went to a party and had a lot of fun. Uh, and then after the party, we were both very, very drunk and we had a big fight. Now this fight happened in the Taco Bell parking lot, you know, naturally. And the crazy thing about this fight is we were both so drunk that we like, we we had no business driving or anything. Obviously we, we got home safe. Everything was fine. Bad call on our part, but we, we don't really even remember what happened. I remember he made a wrong turn 
And I made a comment about it or said, should I drive? And he lashed out at me and started yelling, saying, like, no, your driving sucks. You don't know how to effing drive. Why do you think I drive everywhere? And just completely lashed out. And I'm guessing that probably set me off. Uh, the next thing I remember is us being in the Taco Bell drive through and we were fighting, and he made a comment about wishing he had picked his ex-girlfriend over me, which, backstory there, apparently he had been dating his ex-girlfriend while him and I were first dating and, and lied to me about it. I didn't know, and asked me to be his girlfriend, and uh, the next morning he was, you know, woke up at my house, and he was in the bathroom texting because apparently she had called angry because on his Facebook it said, in a relationship with Sarah Morgan, and she thought they were getting back together, and I didn't even know they were still talking, so... Uh, red flag number one out of very many. Uh, so that's how the relationship all started. Uh, but basically he told me that he made the wrong choice and he should have picked her. And this was in the middle of our drunken fight. And, you know, like I, you know, shut the F up. You're a piece of crap. Like that's that's how our fights happen. He says like really hurtful things like I wish I would have picked my ex-girlfriend over you, which cut real deep to me. I just name call. <laughs> it's what I've always done in a fight. And that hurts him a lot. Which, I mean, to me, that's just something you can call anyone. But, you know, I'm not one to say who how he gets hurt. That's what hurts him. He thinks it's way worse than the things he says to me. It is what it is. You know, we're fighting. I pushed his face. Like, it was just a big, nasty fight. And, and we both remember very little. Basically, that's all we remember about it. Uh, and then I remember getting home, and he started saying even more mean things to me. And, you know, why don't you just shut the F up? And I got my phone out to try to record him, and he stopped. And that's how the night ended. Like, it was just really ugly. It was really bad. Like, he pushed all my stuff off my bed. Like, it was just, it was so ugly. It was so bad. And, um, you know, I turned the air conditioning down really low. It was just the childish, most petty stuff. So it was a bad fight. Uh, When we sobered up in the morning, you know, I went to him in the other bedroom, cuddled up to him. We both apologized. We cried. Like, whatever. We've, We've only had, like, I'd say maybe that was the second, maybe third fight in almost five years like that. Like, that caliber of just really bad, you know? But it was. It was really bad. It was a hard one to get over. So it was just things felt a little different after that whole week. Like it was weird because we handled things differently, too, as far as communication. I think and everyone in the world thinks it's kind of proven that communication is the number one most important thing in a relationship. He doesn't believe in communication. He believes in just uh, shoving all the feelings straight down never talking about anything and you know it sucks so when we get in a fight it never gets resolved ever because he won't talk to me and I just it's just it's it's so unhealthy and I've tried to get him to go to counseling I've tried all this stuff nothing whatever so it was a weird week um you know we went to a game night a week later and we were like let's watch the drinking blah 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 it was fine it was a weird night kind of though because that night like he usually isn't super friendly to everyone but he was like almost schmoozing or like politicking that night like talking to people he hadn't really talked to you know telling people about him going to the gym and how I'm giving him a hard time for it because I think he's seeing someone else which by the way I kind of still do Uh, about a month or two ago he started working out like crazy and dieting and eating better when I've been trying to get him to do that with me forever and he never had a desire to and all of a sudden like a month ago he starts stepping up and every morning like weights, gym, this, that, losing weight and I'm just like interesting. So that was just kind of like a little like back of my mind red flag but whatever. So anyway, that whole night was super weird. And, you know, I was like, maybe I should just try to forget this and do his method and drop it and move on and, you know, forget this whole fight and go back to normal. So 
that night he initiated sex and we had sex. Wow, I'm telling you guys like everything, but it's fine. It's what I do. So we had sex and, you know, I noticed after sex, uh, he didn't say I love you for the first time ever. Every time after we have sex, he always tells me he loves me and then we go to bed and he didn't say it, you know, and I brought that up to him the next day. Um, and he got so mad and so defensive and like lashed out saying, like, you always read into every little thing I do. And I was like, well, that is a pretty obvious one, dude. And also, you literally never talk to me. You never communicate with me. So I have to read these signs. Like, that's the only way I can get anything out of you because that's all I have. And we just got in a big fight. And he told me that he doesn't know what he wants anymore. And I'm like, wow. Or actually... That was the next day. So he he was, you know, we got in a big fight and we we talked about it and he's like, I just, this is hard to get over for me. Things feel different. And so long story short, we agreed to counseling. And because we talked about it before, we're like, we need a therapist. So we found one we agreed on. We, you know, put a thing in to try to get an appointment that week. And the next day at work, they called him apparently. And who knows if this is true, honestly. Uh backstory he lies about a lot of stuff so I really don't know what's true um but he said the therapist called in said that she didn't accept our insurance and also didn't do couples counseling even though it said both of those things on the website and then he told me that the amount of relief he felt from that phone call that he didn't have to go to counseling anymore just made him realize that it's not for him and he's not going to do it so I was like all right then if you're not going to do counseling which is what we said we needed to do then where do we go from here And he said, I don't know. He's like, I don't even know what I want anymore. I need to think. I need space. And I was like, cool. So that sucked. (laughs) I uh, gave him a space, which I'm not good at. I, again, think communication is everything. But I was like, maybe I'll try to do it his way. So I did. And I basically started handling it like I had gotten broken up with because that's what it seemed like was happening, right? I started doing these <laughs> these healing breakup courses on my Headspace meditation app. I, you know, cried so much. Um, everything sucked. I, I did this for a week and I so badly wanted to keep going back to him and talking, you know, and like, you know, I even asked my friends about it and they're all like, no, you know, give him his space. Give it a week. They're like, he knows you want to talk, so let him have his space. When he's ready, he'll come to you. Yeah, right. We should have known that wasn't going to happen, but I did that. So that, you know, Monday that all happened was like the worst day of my life. It felt like my world was ending. Uh, And (laughs) when I tell you, you know, everything is piling up and you're like, is this the rock bottom yet? Oh, just wait, because it gets worse. So like I said, this happened on Monday. A week went by of barely talking. You know, I told him he didn't have to text me on his way home from work like he does every day. Like we were even like barely talking during the day. And normally, and that's kind of crazy probably, but five years together almost, we we literally talk every day. He would text me when he wakes up. I would call him if he didn't wake up like his fucking mom or something, which was a lot. Uh, and we would text all day long while he's at work. You know, we'd see each other immediately when he gets home. And that is unhealthy, right? Like we're around each other way too much. But and and that kind of like showed me that this whole thing has really honestly been a learning process for me as well. But anyway, so we just hardly talked for a week. And then, you know, I went to hang out with my mom on that next weekend when it had almost been a week. And it was such a fun night. And my mom started feeling really sick the night I left her house that Saturday night. And the next day felt even worse. Went to like a, you know, urgent care and they did all these tests on her because she was having a hard time breathing. She was having a lot of pain and turns out she has pneumonia. And they sent her home with some breathing treatments, some medication. And my mom has smoked almost her whole life and has some really bad like lung issues anyway. So this is very scary. Uh, luckily, she stopped smoking a few years ago and she was like had signs of emphysema, which is what her mom had and, and passed away from ultimately. So it's just a really scary thing. Um, 
anyway, they sent her home. They said, if it gets worse, you need to go to the hospital. Well, I wake up on Monday morning with a text from my mom at 4 a.m. Um, you know, wake up at 4 a.m. to get ready for work. And her saying, and, and I was so mad at her for this. <laughs> but the text said, hey, and it was a group text to me and my brother. Hey, you guys, I just wanted to let you know I'm in the hospital in the emergency room. If anything happens, I want you to know how much I love both of you. So I wake up Monday morning to go to work and I'm in full panic. Like, oh, I haven't talked to my boyfriend in a week. I don't even know if I'm in a relationship anymore. And now my mom, my best friend in the entire world is in the hospital. So I'm like freaking out. And finally I get a hold of her later and, um, and it wasn't good. Uh, she actually went, she went in for pneumonia. She couldn't breathe, but it turns out, um, we found out a week later, her body had went into sepsis and her organs were shutting down and her heart went into AFib. And it was just absolutely terrifying. So obviously I went there the next day and I went several days and spent them in the hospital with her. And, um, you know, so I don't know the whole time this was happening, you know, I, like I went home that first day after she was in the hospital and I told John about it cause we're still barely talking and I just break down and I'm bawling and he just sits there. He just, he just sits there and looks at me like he doesn't do anything, anything, my boyfriend of almost five years, like, who cares what situation you're in? He doesn't comfort me. He doesn't console me. He doesn't hug me. He doesn't do anything. He didn't even put a fucking hand on me. Like, he just sat there, like, with this cold look. Like, he didn't give a fuck. And I'm like, God, like, as, as if nothing else was telling. Like, are you kidding me? Like, that's not somebody you want to be with. That's, that is like a, a shell of a person. Like, what is wrong with you? So, the week gets worse. My mom's not getting better. Her heart... It actually went out of AFib for like a night and then went right back in. And so then I was there one day and they were like, we're going to have to shock your heart. And I'm like, oh, my God. And so my mom is terrified. Like my mom hates being put under it all. Like this whole process, she's like freaking out. So like to be there with your parent who's taking care of you their whole life and seeing them like so terrified and you're having to try to be the strong one there for them. It was so difficult. But um but I was there, and um, I was actually able to go down to uh, the place where they did the shocking thing and get to go with her and, you know, try to comfort her while I'm freaking out myself and trying to act like I'm not scared to death that if something happened, I would just lose it, you know? Um, sorry. But um, it was all okay. Um, you know, they put her under. I had to leave the room, and they actually ended up having to shock her heart twice uh, to make it go back into normal rhythm. And then they, uh, you know, did the scope to make sure there were no blood clots, because if they did that and there was a blood clot and they did the shock, she would have a stroke. So, you know, fun times. So it all went okay. I got to go back in there, you know, and it was funny because I left there that night. I think this was like a a Thursday or something. So like the end of that second week and I left there um, just with the most amount of relief I felt. Like you could tell she felt better. She ordered food. She actually ate for like the first time in almost like a week and oh man I just felt such relief and like just to go home and have like no support at all I have no support system at home with a guy I've been with almost five effing years and done everything for it was just like it's just it's sad man it's so sad so in the meantime you know I was again handling this like it was a breakup in general um and uh you know, doing my meditations, crying, being angry, still giving him his space. He hasn't talked about anything. I also uh, hired a therapist for myself because I was like, you know what? I need to, I need somebody to talk to. Like <laughs> my friends are going crazy. Like they don't want to hear about this. I need some like guidance. Like I, I just, you know, 
I want to know the last toxic relationship I got out of, like I started blaming myself for everything. And, and that's what I kind of felt myself start doing in this. Like, well, if I would have given him more space, if I wouldn't have loved him so much, if I wouldn't have needed love from him, it might've been okay. I'm like, no, that's stupid. I, I, I wanted nothing that's out of the normal or like necessary for a person to want, you know? So I don't know. Like, I, I feel like in those two weeks, I really learned so much about myself. You know, I started keeping track of like, I made a whole like note page in my phone of things I wanted to talk to him about. Like once we talked again and I, you know, I, I started thinking like, maybe this isn't the end. Like maybe we can actually do this. I was like, if he really doesn't want to go talk to a therapist, I could talk to a therapist about us and he could talk to me and we could work through things and find exercises to like maybe help us communicate together better. Or, you know, I can get books for him to read and, and he can read books instead of having to talk to somebody you know more space would be good and you know I I will say with this relationship like when we first got together I was so adamant about having my own time my own space even my own day of the week where I didn't even see him or talk to him like at all you know and oh man I just I lost that I did it was like probably a year and a half to two years in and I even told him that like I was so scared to let go or put anything into this relationship or put my all into it because I didn't want that to happen again I didn't want to lose myself you know I was scared to even like have things together like all of that's scary I I don't want to start all over again and he oh my god he's like the master of reassuring about everything right no it's not gonna be like that you know we'll be together forever blah 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 like you know marriage was on the table everything at the beginning and oh man you know it just it sucks it really sucks um oh man I'm getting ahead of myself I'm just everything has just been such a whirlwind these past few days so anyway this all happened and uh I Two weeks went by. We still haven't talked. Uh, My mom finally goes home uh, a day or two after the shock therapy, which was great. And then I ended up going to Austin with my uh, my friend Cassie, one of my besties. And, you know, I was going there for a day and we were going to hang out and then I was going to come home. So (sighs) that all went according to plan. He was supposed to take me to the airport, which he still said he agreed to do. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to start just acting like everything is normal and just seeing what happens. So he takes me to the airport. I'm talking and being cheery. I'm acting like everything's fine. And, you know, even when we get there, I was like, I'm like, I, we haven't even like had any affection. So we've been talking like roommates or something these past two weeks, but no love, no affection, no kissing, no nothing, nothing. It's just been the weirdest thing. So when he dropped me off, I touched his hand. I was like, thanks for doing this. Love you. And he's like, love you too. And it was just like, awkward like you could tell he didn't want to say it and I'm like I'm gonna try not to read into this because I read into everything but I felt it you know and then once I got through security like it only took a minute so I called him to let him know how fast it was and he's like oh that's crazy and he's like all right well I'll talk to you later and he just hung up immediately like before I could say I love you again like it was so obvious so anyway had a night in Austin it was really great um a lot of fun hanging out with girlfriends and talking about careers and futures and just uh it was really inspiring and really great and it was great to see Cassie and I ended up actually leaving the next morning really really early which I'm so glad I did because the Austin airport is awful and that whole Thanksgiving week and the traffic I actually don't even know when I would have got out of there I very well might have had to rent a car and and drive back to Dallas because it was so crazy um but I ended up getting uh Getting out on that 5 a.m. flight or 6 a.m. flight, I can't even remember. Um, and then, you know, when I told you guys once again about, like, being at the bottom, rock bottom, uh, no, it gets worse because then I landed. So, like I said, I land at, like, 6 or 6.30 in the morning in Dallas. I turn my phone back off of airplane mode, and I have a text from my mom 
So I open it and I open the location and it says Baylor Medical Center. And my mom's back in the hospital because she couldn't breathe. So we land. John was supposed to pick me up from the airport. He didn't. He didn't wake up at all. Uh, So I Ubered home. He also didn't leave any of the doors unlocked and I guess forgot that I didn't have my keys because he was supposed to come pick me up. And so I couldn't get into our townhome. And he had taken NyQuil the night before because his throat was feeling sore. So he wasn't waking up. So I had to pee so bad. I'm out there freezing cold with all my luggage. I can't get into our freaking home. My mom's in the hospital. I, it was like worst case scenario. Finally, I called him like 29 times, I swear to God. And um, I finally got the bright idea to connect to the Sonos in the bedroom because <laughs> my Wi-Fi reached there. And I started playing music really loud. And, and finally, he woke up and came and let me in. And oh my God, just what a freaking nightmare. So my mom couldn't breathe, went back in. So she had had pneumonia originally, which I told you turned into sepsis, and then to AFib. And they sent her home without even like doing anything for the pneumonia, which then reared its ugly head even more, and she couldn't breathe. Her lungs are full of fluid. So fast forward a couple days, they had to drain her lungs of the fluid. They had her on all sorts of breathing treatments and IV antibiotics and just chaos. And... Um, and then, you know, I go to work Monday. I was going to go maybe see my mom. John gets COVID. <laughs> so now I can't even see my mom or be around her or my family or anyone because John got COVID. So, <laughs> man, 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 man. Um, and then the next day, which is Tuesday, um, my, bro- my boss brought me a uh, COVID test and I took it. I was negative, luckily. And about an hour after my boss left... John broke up with me. So we were sitting on the couch and, you know, I had originally planned on getting, my plan was to get back from Austin and have a talk that next day, but then he got COVID and he was really sick. And I was like, I'm not going to do this talk while he's sick. I'll give him a couple more days, but I I wanted to rip this bandaid off. Whether the answer was him being done or us trying to move on or what, I just wanted to get an answer because it was killing me over two weeks of just like mixed signals and nothing like what? So he is the one who actually initiated the whole thing. And basically just said, like, I said, well, I just feel like you've been kind of done with this whole thing. And he's like, honestly, I think I kind of am. And I'm like, what? (laughs) What? (laughs) So that's really all he said. And I pulled out my fucking stupid page of notes and talked for like 20 minutes on all these like big breakthroughs and discoveries I've had and things I think we could do to make this work. And, you know, this and this and this and that and no, he's just done. He doesn't want to talk about it. He's like, well, I'm really glad you've had all these big breakthroughs, but I haven't. And I'm just, my heart's just not in it anymore. And I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? You're like, this is like out of nowhere, like out of nowhere. So I just, I really don't know. Like I genuinely feel like there's somebody else. I really do. Um, and you know, with the whole working out thing happening and it just, it feels like it's, he's, I don't know. I really don't know guys. Like I'm, I was blindsided. And then the crazy thing is, like, after everything he's done to me and everything I haven't gotten from him and all the bullshit that he's put me through, the whole passing, I mean, everything. There's so much stuff that I, like, haven't talked about. And, like, and he broke up with me. I'm just like, what? And then I feel so stupid for sitting here even trying to make it work or even, you know what I mean? When in my heart I've known for a while now, like, that that this just wasn't the guy for me. I've known it. And... And that he's still the one leaving me. And he also told me at the end of, you know, everything, he's like, I honestly, you just, you deserve so much better. And 
you deserve so much love and you want so much and I just don't think I can give you that stuff. No, you can. It's easy. You just don't want to because you're fucking lazy and you're selfish and, and you're a narcissist. Like, that's what it is, you know? And so he told me basically that he doesn't even know if he ever wants to get married. And I asked him too. I was like, okay, so then why you know, a week and a half ago, did you initiate sex with me then if you don't feel anything anymore? He's like, well, I just wanted one last attempt to see if there, if I did feel anything and if there was anything left and there just wasn't. (gasps) What? (laughs) What? Are you kidding me? Oh God, what a piece of human garbage. Who does that? Like he's such a bad person. I'm just, like, beside myself. Like, I... Oh, my God. So, I don't know, man. I, uh... I just... I hate this. I hate it so much. Uh, So, basically, we're broken up. And that was it. He didn't really give me a real reason. He's just done. He genuinely is acting like he is fine with this. Like, he either has been over this for a very long time or maybe never really felt this way. Maybe I I was just a roommate. I mean, he literally told me that about his ex-girlfriend that he was with for two years. He's like, she was basically just a roommate. I split half the rent with her. I mean, that's all this has felt like. And it kind of seems like that's what he does. You know, um, it just sucks. And the crazy thing is we have six more months left together in our lease together. Like, six more months. And the, you know, I, of course, <laughs> took initiative and went down and talked to the leasing office. And there's nothing we can do. We can break the lease, which is an astronomical amount of money to do. Um, and you have to have both people there. Both people have to sign for that. There you go. If one person wants to stay and the other one leaves, since we're both on the lease, thank God. The Lord, I freaking thought of that. Um, although my name is on there because his credit is shit. <laughs> and now mine is because of all the shit I've done for him. But we'll, we'll not get into that right now. Mm. So basically, um, if one person moves out, you have to prove the other person can live there and afford it. And neither of us can afford this place on our own. It is way too expensive, which this all gives me solace that like he can't just like be a piece of crap even more and uh, move out behind my back or something. You know, uh, you would easily be able to hire a lawyer and get that taken care of. So that is comforting. But my way of getting over somebody is like ripping the bandaid off. I don't want to see your face. I don't want to think about you. I don't want to see you on social media. Like I want to remove you from my life. That's how I move on. And I'm not going to be able to do that. And that really sucks. Like I genuinely, I genuinely don't know how I'm going to get through these next five to six months. I really don't. But uh, with that being said, let's get into some of the red flags. Red flag number one, like I talked to you about earlier, uh, whenever we started dating, you know, he was also dating his other ex-girlfriend at the time and um, and never told me about it and never told her about it. It was like he was seeing which one is going to be serving me more. And I guess I won that lucky prize at the end. I also found out, I mean, the crazy thing about this too is so many people warned me, even my brother, my own brother, who is like the nicest guy and never says anything about anyone and even felt weird about it, warned me about him. Like everyone who knows him warned me. My, my, I won't say who it is, but somebody very close to us and close to him warned me as well because apparently um, when they all know each other from like working together and, you know, he used to work at Best Buy and when he started working there, he broke up a girl and her fiance and she slept with him and then he started dating her for many years and uh and so he broke them up and <laughs> and got with her and then you know that happened uh she broke up with him right before they were going to move in together you know smart girl and literally within 2 weeks of 
them breaking up, he was already seeing somebody else. And then he moved in with her. <laughs> they moved in together. And they were together for a couple years. Uh, this is the girl right before me. And you know how they broke up? She thought he was cheating on him. And she asked to see his phone and he wouldn't let her. So they broke up. And guess what? Two weeks Two weeks or a week and a half after they broke up, he told me, and he, these are from his fucking, this is from his mouth, he was already on Tinder and Bumble, and he went on two or three dates within a week and a half of them breaking up after being together for years. And he also bragged about that he made the date, like, right down the street from him so he didn't have to drive far, and he made them girls pay for themselves. Like, he's bragging to me about all of this, and I am the one that's stupid enough to get in a relationship with him. Like... All the signs were there, and, like, I guess that's what I get anyway. Like, when when I first met him, I didn't want a relationship. I wasn't looking for one. I was literally looking for a guy that I could just hook up with, and he was perfect for that. Like, it was what he was great at, so, you know, he had never done the one-night stand thing. I was like, let's do this, and we did, and, you know, I was very much keeping it, like, keeping him at arm's length. You know, I would you know, go hang out. We would do the deeds. We would talk some. There were times where I accidentally fell asleep over there and I'd wake up at like two in the morning or three in the morning and be like, I gotta go. I gotta go. Cause my rule was never spend the night. I'm not getting attached to anyone. I don't want to date anyone. And he would like beg me to stay. He's like, you already basically stayed. I'm like, no. And I would leave. Like, that's how it always was. And then he changed. Right. And he wanted a relationship. Like he freaking like wrote me poems and drew me pictures, made me dinner, took me out to nice dinners. Like this whole thing, which is so ironic because, like, now he says, you always knew how I was from the beginning. I never did the hearts and romance. Uh, no, bro, you did. You basically, like, swooned me in and, like, told me everything I wanted to hear that you wanted marriage. Like, now you're just, I never know if I want to get married, even though I'm 40. Like, um, sorry, I'm, I'm just really upset, obviously, right now, you guys, but... I just remember even at the beginning he told me because I always said I didn't want kids and he didn't either. And he was even like, if you ever wanted a kid, you know, I think I would have one with you. Like he said anything. And then even bigger of a red flag, like a few months after we're dating, he was like, you know, I'm down here all the time. My lease is coming up soon. Maybe we should just move in together. Like I could just move in here and pay half the rent. And I was like, bro, no, like we've only been dating a couple months. Like, I don't want you to move in. This was back when Sarah was smart and independent and, you know, cared about herself and and saw all the red flags. And so I said, no, I did. And I was like, I'm sorry. I really like you. I want to keep dating. I think eventually maybe like, but I would like to be together like at least a year or something like this crazy. I'm not going to move in with you just a couple months later. That's his freaking go-to, you guys. It's crazy. So what does he do? He gets an apartment right down the street from me. Literally, like 0.2 miles, like one block over, like down the street from me. Oh, my God. So a year after that lease is up, we move in together, and um, and he got what he wanted. And that's basically kind of when everything started changing. We moved in together. We split up the bills. The romance left. There was no more flowers, no more foot massages, no more caring, no more love like that. You know, like he never wanted to do anything, but he complained always that he wasn't getting enough sex like at the beginning of the relationship. I was like, that's called the honeymoon phase. And he's like, I've never heard of that. <laughs> this is crazy. And I'm like, what's my motivation here? You don't do anything for me. You don't romance me. You don't, you're not nice to me. Like, but you just want more sex all the time. Like, it doesn't work that way. So, man. Oh, like I said, all the signs were always there. It just It's just so unfortunate. And I don't know. Like, I don't know if there's already somebody else. I don't know. I'm sure he's already on the freaking dating apps again. And the crazy thing is, like, that's the way it is, right? Like, I shouldn't care. Like, you know, 
I've known for so long, like in my closest from family and friends, and even people that listen to Lex and Terry. Like I've talked about it. Like I know I've deserved better than this. Like I know I deserve to be treated better. I know I'm worth more than a guy that just pays half the rent and is basically like a roommate. That's all it is, you know. You know, he never did anything for me ever. Our freaking anniversary, our last anniversary, our four-year anniversary in March. You know, I overdrew my account. I got him these toolbox. I got him these like Oreos with this picture on them, this funny picture. Like I did all this stuff for him for the anniversary. He didn't get me anything, not one thing, not even a card. And I spent like three hundred dollars on him on all this stuff, and nothing, nothing. And that's how it is for birthdays. I plan all my own birthdays. I plan his birthdays. I do. I do everything for this guy. Everything. And Christmas, like, he blames it on the fact that he was raised Jehovah's Witness, and now he's an atheist and doesn't believe in any of anything. But he says the reason is because his parents forced him to be raised as Jehovah's Witness, so that's why he doesn't do the whole gift thing, and he hates the holidays. But yet, he literally says, like, oh, I love Christmas because of the gifts. You know, every girlfriend he's had before me has him over for Thanksgiving, gets him all the gifts, his own stockings, his own everything, just like my mom. She gets him his own stockings, spends hundreds on him and gift cards and gifts, and he take, 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 takes, but does nothing. He didn't even, like, ever give me money, like, or go half and half on gifts for my parents or my family that spend all their money on him. He's a freaking fake person. He's a user, and he's a taker. He's just a freaking taker. And I, you know, like... I don't know. It just, it kills me because like I've known all this and all the signs are there and all this information is out there, but I still sat there and was going to try to make this work. And that just makes me feel so, so stupid. So I don't know. I'm just hurting a lot. I'm hurting a lot. And you know, there's signs of growth for me for sure. Um, my mom even like, my mom is livid, obviously. My mom and I are best friends. She's livid at the way he's handled this, but I know she's so happy deep down. My mom's never liked him. My mom's always known that he's been like this. Always. A mom always knows. And she's always known, but she's always kept her mouth shut or tried to and is like, you know, if you're happy, I'm happy. But she's never liked John. And I just I just can't believe all the people I didn't listen to, you know? <sighs> it's just kind of crazy. I just feel like I've wasted five years of my life and now I'm starting all over again at 35 years old. And I know I can't look at it like that. Everybody always says, don't don't say it's a waste of time. Just say it was a learning experience and you learn and you grow. And I do. I will say as much as I'm hurting, I started grieving this weeks ago because I knew in my gut this is what he was doing. And it's just so crazy. But I am, um, you know, starting to hang out with friends again, having girl groups, getting back into my stuff that I like to do my hobbies, my career growth stuff. Like I just, it does feel really good. And past me would have 100% been like at the bars, getting drunk, getting high, like, you know, masking my feelings with all that and bad food on top of it. But I've been like the complete opposite. I've actually like eaten so healthy these past couple of weeks. I haven't drank hardly at all. Like I think I had a couple of glasses of wine this weekend when I decorated for Christmas, but that's it. I haven't drank. I haven't smoked weed in a month. Like I feel so clear headed and good and it hurts because you're sober and you're actually having to feel all of your feelings and that sucks. But like, I know, I know this is the best way. And then it sucks working in the public eye and on radio. And so it's like, Oh, your podcast, like at least I can get it out there and, and give the truth and my truth and the whole story. 
But I've been off of work all week and, you know, well, this is going to be released on Tuesday, but Monday I'm going back and going to have to talk about this all on the air and everyone knows. And, oh, one last thing. He broke up with me on Tuesday, right? Two days before Thanksgiving. But I can't go see my mom. He has COVID. He's got me locked in this house. What a freaking narcissistic move, by the way. Total narc move. And then the next day, less than 24 hours later, he changes all of his profile pictures on Instagram, on Facebook, on Spotify, on everything to a picture of him alone on a trip that I took him on and I took the picture. Um, Less than 24 hours, you guys, after being together with somebody for five years. So these are all just signs that really make me think there's somebody else, maybe some girl at his work. I don't know. I really don't. Um, So I don't know. I know he's very influenced by other people, too, and he's working with all these guys who are also single. One guy that's single and living with his girlfriend he's stuck in a lease with. So, you know, he won't talk to a therapist, but, you know, first in line to get advice from guys in failed relationships that he works with. So, and that's another thing, the trip thing. My God, all the gifts and everything. I I took him on a trip to St. Lucia during COVID for free. Uh, last year when I won that trip for my weight loss to New York, took him there too. First class trip, spent my $1,000 in cash on our freaking Michelin star dinners we got together. I paid for everything. And he didn't even say thank you. He didn't do anything. God, I got a gift from a, one of my best friends, a $300 spa gift certificate. And instead of using it on myself like she intended, I spent it on him. And I, I got us couples massages and did a couples spa treatment and like sauna. And then we went to dinner after and he made me split it down the middle. And I said, I thought you could get dinner if I used the gift card on us. And he was like, well, you didn't pay for the gift card. Like, that's the kind of person he is. Why did I try to keep making this work? I'm so stupid. Ugh. I think it was just habit. Like, right. You see all these red flags. They come at you. And then like, you're like. It's just so easy to be like, oh, well, we've invested two years already. You know, I can do this a little longer. I can see if it gets better. It's already been two years. It's already been three years. It's already been four years. You know, I, I just should be thankful that I didn't, like, get married to this guy, honestly, or that it lasted longer, um, you know, and then I'd be, like, 45 and getting out of this. You know, at least I know now it, it could always be worse. Even though I'm in like the most insane amount of debt, he owes me so much money because I fronted our entire trip to Hawaii. God, I just like, I just, I don't know. I really don't understand it. I really, 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 really don't understand it. It's crazy to me that I sat here and tried to make this work and that I wasn't the one that dumped him, right? Like, I just feel like I've lost my mind. So anyway, let's continue. I said the good, the bad, and the ugly. There wasn't a lot of good. The good is my mom actually went home from the hospital the day before yesterday so she was in the hospital for two weeks uh the doctor actually told her that when she came in and was in sepsis that it was dire like he said that she very easily could have lost her life and that's crazy that's crazy to think that I could have lost my freaking best friend and so Lisa didn't hit that rock bottom so you know screw him I I guess we're gonna make the next six months work it's gonna be interesting we've laid out some ground rules um you know, everything we have is together. So we're going to have to split up all the things we have and I'm going to have to find a new place to live. And the other night I started looking at apartments and just started crying because it's like the past four years, all we've done is do that together. Like it's just starting over. It's so weird. It's so weird, but I know I'll get through it and I know I'll come out bigger and better on the other side. I know I will. I, I'm just got to build myself back up and I know it's for the best. I know it is, you know, like, 
And I feel so, you know what I feel so sorry for is the next girl he freaking meets because it's going to be her again. I say her and listen to him call his exes crazy and psycho and this and that. And I'm like, no, man, it's you. It's always you. And I look at the glow up his exes had, like all of them are engaged or married and happy now. So, you know what? Maybe I just had to go through this piece of shit to get to my gold on the other side. So watch out, ladies, for this one, because he is out there prowling, I'm sure, for his next victim. Woo! Okay, well, that sucked having to open up all those scars again. Um, They're not scars yet. It's all so fresh. But anyway, thanks for listening to me, Vent. There's my entire personal life out on a plate for you. It sucks. It's going to be hard moving on. Um, You know, I really loved his family so much. Oh, my God, I really did. And I just, I don't know. It's rough. But everybody goes through breakups. I know people have had it worse than me. Kids are involved when marriage is involved. You're together for longer periods of time. I know it could always be worse. So I'm taking this as a blessing. I'm going to pull my pants up (laughs) and, you know, deep breaths and uh, onward and upward. I got this, you guys. So anyway, thanks for listening. Any tips you guys have on helping to get over a breakup? Any money-making options? Because I don't know what the hell I'm going to (laughs) do. Or how I'm going to afford a place on my own. Because life is so expensive anymore. So things are about to get interesting. But uh, here I am. Come on this journey with me. and, uh, And let's get the fuck over this. Until next time. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Sarah B Show. 